Welcome to the Creative Expression Podcast. It's a digital art exploration of the Mississippi School of the Arts. Join us for artist interviews and performances. Creative expression is the idea that every artist has the freedom to share their life story in their own way. In this podcast series, connect with our guests as they share their experiences, offer advice, and inspire us all. Information about this podcast can be found on the World Wide Web at podcast.msabrookhaven.org. Subscribe to Creative Expression using your favorite podcast player, such as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. I'm Patrick Brown, the MSA Podcast Production Manager. Join me now in Episode 9 as the Mississippi School of the Arts welcomes Mr. Shaw Furlow, an educator, musician, and talent promoter in the Brookhaven, Mississippi area. Hey, welcome. I have Mr. Shaw Furlow, the legendary, in the studio with me today. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? <laughs> legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. My and, pleasure, um, man. My being pleasure. a part of this podcast. So you're from the Brookhaven area. I grew up in Brookhaven. I moved here when I was five. My father's family was from here. And uh, I moved here when I was almost five years old. And I lived here until I was 18. Yeah. And <clears throat> graduated and moved on, you know. Okay. So you're a local artist here in the area. Music apparently inspired you in some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, it, there's no one source. There's no one source that I can look back on and say this person or this event is what made me decide that I was going to be a musician. Um, I was. Uh, my mother took us to uh, the Mother's Culture Club meetings where we listened to poetry and uh, piano. Uh, she and Celeste Robbins did this uh, collective, uh, this group uh, recital where we had pianos and poetry. Uh, I remember the, the symphony came to Brookhaven one time and she would take us to that. And so there was always um, a, a lot of music in my life, although there wasn't a stereo in, t in our house until later on. I was, uh, I guess, in junior high school before we even got a stereo in the house. You know, I guess the earliest I can remember a stereo is my dad's record player when I was yeah. three years old, you know, putting my tricycle together. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, so what made you leave Brookhaven? You started or pursued your education and started your career in music. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really a, a strange event there, too. Uh, uh, I graduated in 1969, and, and then I went on to Colin, but I would planned on going to Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father died uh, my senior year in high school. In fact, he died uh, two weeks before exams in April. And so, uh, you know, it was not – easy times at our house and so uh, I, I, I told my mother I'd go to Colin for one year <clears throat> ended up staying two years and then the people I met at Colin were all from Delta State all the teachers that I really liked had graduated from Delta State 
And so I went to Delta State sight unseen. I'd never been on campus. I do not recommend this, kids, for picking your college. But I'd never been on campus, did not even know where it was, and got in my old van that I'd bought from the phone company and started into the Delta. And uh, my first trip up there, I got buzzed by a crop duster, and I said, what have I gotten myself into? You know. But then um, I, I finished Delta State, and I started teaching around the school, around Mississippi. You know, And so it wasn't until I came back to Colin that uh, I even considered moving back this way. You know? Yeah, I've always known for Delta State University to be kind of like the uh – the pinnacle of music for Mississippi as far as university. And just so happened, Colin, Kapai, Lincoln Community College now has a program right. uh, where you can transfer to Delta State right. uh, into the music industry program. In, that, in, their, in their DMI program mm-hmm. at, at, at Delta State, yeah, yeah, yeah. My son graduated out of that the DMI oh, wow. program. Okay. Yeah. So you came back to <clears throat> Brookhaven, and um, you were director of bands for – Kapai Lincoln Community 16 College. years wow. at Colin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16 years. Uh, between Stanley Stewart and me, uh, we have, like, I think we, we've done, like, 85% of the bands that have come out of Colin. Wow. Of course, Stanley was there for 45 <laughs> years, so, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but, but between the two of us, uh, I think we have the, the longest tenure of, you know, uh, continuous band directing uh, at Colin. Uh, yeah, that was 16 years. You know, I went to school there two years, and I taught in Crystal Springs for five years, so I was still around Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a young band director, and I was running to Weston every week getting Stanley to tell me something, teach me this. How do I do this? What do I do here? And so I was around Colin all that time, and then I left and went back up into the Delta and taught up there and around back to Jackson. And finally, uh, the opportunity came my way. Mm-hmm. And I uh, said, yeah, now's the time. Yeah, now's the time. You know, you mentioned the uh, the Delta scene. I can imagine there is a difference in the music scene between the Delta and the southern region here in southwest Mississippi. What are some things that you see different, maybe talent-wise or maybe just the culture of the music? Uh, we kind of pretty much know how the blues uh, got its origin. Right. And right. Um, when you start coming down into the southern part of the state, you see a lot of a lot of classic rock. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer that, Patrick. The the uh, uh, you know you got the Delta Blues, you got Hill Country Blues, which is completely different mm-hmm. from Delta Blues. Uh, you've got uh, uh, down here, I guess it's more country. Yeah. You know, down in this part of the state. Uh, you know, I, all that time I was at Delta State, we never heard of the blues. We never heard of it. You know, nobody ever said, you know, Po Monkeys is out there in the middle of the cotton field where you can go and have a good time on Thursday night. Nobody ever told us about it. Nobody, we never knew about Clarksdale. Nobody, we were studying classical music, and, and we were right there in the home of the blues, and nobody even talked about it. And of course, now they've got classes on it and seminars and, you know, the whole thing, you know. You know, did we kind of miss the boat on that? It's funny you mentioned to where, where, you know, of course you have to get the basics, classical music, sure. Beethoven, all yeah. that uh, music history, but maybe we didn't um, really capture our own people here in Mississippi. As, still as, not. Right. Still not capturing our own people here mm-hmm. in Mississippi. Uh, I, I used to uh, 
in my music appreciation classes at Colin, I tried nearly every day to play a Mississippi artist mm-hmm. at the beginning of the class and then give them <clears throat> a little history as to who this person was or where this person came from or, um, you know, try to give them a little bit of history about some Mississippi uh, artists. And I could do that every day and, and introduce somebody new every day. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're still missing the boat on so many. Now, we do have the Blues Trail up now, and we do have the uh, the, new, the museums that are popping up and the Grammy Museum in Cleveland. And, you know, there's all of that popping up and around. So it's starting to mm-hmm. uh, get some recognition, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, this is a funny thing. Uh, four or five years ago, maybe six years ago now, uh, I went during Thanksgiving, I went uh, to Europe with uh, my son's rock and roll band, uh, Dead Gaze. <clears throat> and it was funny that the venues, we were in Brussels, and the venue would have the name of the band in about three-inch letters, and the fact that they were from Mississippi in eight-inch letters. <laughs> so it would say, Dead Gaze from Mississippi, you know? And that was the draw. It wasn't the band. Just it was the fact, fact that it was from Mississippi. Mississippi. And, and we saw that everywhere we went. Everywhere we went, they they advertised the band like that, you know. So, yeah, we missed the boat. Yeah. You're right, we missed the boat. You know, you think of the Brookhaven area. You know, I'm sure you can think of so many individuals um, who have pretty much made it famous. Yeah. But there's so much talent just in this area. Of course, now we have the Mississippi School of the Arts, Absolutely. which is directly downtown yeah. in the old district of Brookhaven. Yeah. This this is this is the cornerstone for our whole arts community. This building that we're in, this yeah. campus that we're on. Yeah, the, uh, you know, I grew up on this campus. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, my mother taught at Whitworth. <laughs> and so uh, I have chairs in my dining room that came out of old classrooms here. Oh, wow, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, there used to be a skeleton over there in Johnson Hall, I think, uh, that we used to uh, move around and scare people with. Uh, oh, don't tell the kids that. <laughs> I, the bell out here, I used to ring that bell all the time. I'd run out there, and it had a big long rope on it, and I'd ring that bell, then I'd run. Uh, I tried that a couple of years ago with the, when the Colim Band was finishing up a parade. We cut across campus, and I rang that bell. I ran about three steps and said, they're just going to have to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that bell is such a sacred thing, you know, because the students, the seniors with the highest GPA, ring it at the beginning of the year. Oh, that would never be me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, believe it or not, at the end of the year, um, around awards day, prior, just prior to graduation, the seniors will all ring it uh, to mark their end of their their career here of their career at Mississippi School of the Arts. So. Uh, I think it's a it's a memorable thing, but anytime it rings between the years, like okay, who's doing who's that? out there playing with the belt? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. So well, I, I'm sure now I'll be the uh, <laughs> suspect number one. Yeah. But you know, you think of liberal um, liberal arts. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, Robert Pittman, Bob Pittman, Bob, yeah. um, who is the CEO of iHeart Media right. and the chairman, co-founder of MTV Music Television, right. Was born here in Brookhaven or grew up here in Brookhaven? Yeah, he grew up here. Uh, Bob and Tom, uh, their daddy was the uh, Methodist men, uh, superintendent, and they lived there on Chippewa Street. And uh, uh, Tom and I were uh, in the same class, and my brother Brown and Bob were in the same class. And uh, I remember we were riding to school. We carpooled to school sometimes. 
and we were riding to school, and I, I promise you this is exactly how it happened. I remember this vividly. We, <clears throat> we got in the car. I was in the front seat. Brown and Bob were in the back seat, and I guess Bill, uh, 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 Tom was too. And Bob was sitting next to the window behind the driver's seat. That's how vivid this picture is. And he looked over at my brother and said, Brown, there's got to be a better way to put rock and roll on television. <laughs> now, he was in the 10th grade. Wow. In the 10th grade. A visionaire. Yeah, yeah. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget that. You know, at that point, I was going, yeah, probably, you know, probably should. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, six years later, seven years later, here he is, yeah. you know, inventing, or however many years later it was. You, you come up with an idea and making it happen. I didn't know this story, and you're yeah. just now telling me. My mother actually went to school with him at Brookhaven High School when he was there. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I th- just thought it was really cool to, to know the co-founder of MTV is from yeah. Brookhaven, Mississippi, you know, yeah. the town yeah. that I've lived in for a long time. Yeah. Bob's actually a member of the uh, 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 Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame mm-hmm. uh, under the technology wing of it. He is a member of the Hall of Fame. So he's one of the, I think there are 177 members in the okay. Hall of Fame. yeah. And for our listeners out there, we are actually on iHeartMedia now with yeah. the podcast. So, hey, Bob, <laughs> it's Shaw, man. How just, you doing? <laughs> just so maybe, maybe he's listening to us. I don't know. So, um, if anyone's out there listening, forward this podcast to him. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's there's several other artists. You know, Tyler Bridge and the Bridge Band. Um, they do a Who lot. Who are they? Never heard of them. <laughs> Never heard of him. Who's, you, uh, who's that guy you speak of? There's a problem. <laughs> you never heard of him. Um, he is the godfather of mu- music in Brookhaven. Everything goes through him. You have to kiss his ring before anything happens in Brookhaven musically. You know? uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I, Tyler, you know Tyler, mm-hmm. the greatest guy, one of the greatest guys to ever walk the planet, and just could be playing guitar or bass in anybody's band anywhere in the world. And he wants to be in Brookhaven. So that's just, I think that's pretty cool. Yes. And giving back to his own community. Oh, absolutely. And I think in some way, just like you, you know, giving back to your own community. I'm in the minor leagues. He's a major league player. (laughs) I'm a minor league player. Well, we play a part in somehow. Um, So Brookstock, um, I know you've been a part of it. We have several festivals, the Overbrook Festival, Songwriters. Tell us a little bit about Brookstock. I know you did an episode or was part of an episode uh, with Walt Grayson. Yeah, uh, last yeah, year. we did that uh, on your campus mm-hmm. here. Yeah, uh, actually, Don Jacobs is the, the is the originator of Brookstock, and he he's an artist now that lives in Jackson. In fact, he was here today. They unveiled the new uh, street piano. Downtown. Oh yeah, I've been hearing about that. It, oh, it's it's cool. Uh-huh. It's cool. It's sitting out there in front of the music academy, and I just walk by and play it. All you got to do is sit down and play it <laughs> if you want cool. to. Uh-huh. But um. Uh, and Don painted that that piano, and it's wonderful. He painted he painted a guitar for me too, and he's just a great artist. But he started Brookstock. He he for a class reunion, he uh, got his old band, the Brutes, together, and I don't even think they rehearsed. I just think they threw it together, and everybody loved it so much they kept coming back and coming back. And now it's grown. Next year will be the twentieth year. Oh, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> 20th year and <clears throat> you know I was gone during most of that time I was in the Delta or wherever I was and um, uh, so I didn't participate much 
And then once I got back to Colin, once I started teaching at Colin and I moved down here, I, I said, yeah, okay, I got back involved with that. And we did the, the documentary, uh, Brookstock, a documentary. What a clever name, huh? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I produced it and helped write some of it with uh, Kelly Leach, who is a videographer from, uh, I think she's living in Oxford now. And uh, uh, and then with Don's cooperation, we that was on the fifteenth year, and so Don said, "Well, shoot, we may as well go to twenty now." <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, it seems to be a long-standing tradition. It is. It is, and uh, uh, with a lot of long-standing traditions, though, the people who observe those traditions are getting older, mm. and. Uh, would like to pass these traditions on to younger people, and which has sort of been my life's goal, I guess, just to pass knowledge and things on to younger people. And uh, uh, we we started Brookstock Two, which involves high school and young college kids, uh, and then we did the Brookstock Singer Songwriter Night. That's on Thursday. It's, now it's a three night event, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, so, um, uh, you know, it's become quite a quite a big deal. And we'll see what happens after twenty years. Don's tired. He, yeah. You know, he wants to. Uh, he wanted to. Pay, he wanted to stop at fifteen. Mm-hmm. And when I decided to do the movie, and forced him into doing fifteen, <laughs> he, <laughs> he had, had no choice. He had no choice <laughs> but to keep going. Then, <laughs> well, Don um, actually saw him. Um, Last year, I was at the Mississippi Museum of Art mm-hmm. uh, with our school for a showcase, and I looked across the audience and I'm like, I don't like John Jacobs. And so I got a little closer, got a little closer. Yeah, yeah. that was him. Yeah, yeah. And so um, actually, we'll have him on the show this year Good. Um, in a podcast. So um, looking definitely looking forward to that yeah. and um, and his talent. He's abilities. an interesting guy, man. Yes, yes. He's, I mean, he's he's really an interesting guy. He's, you know. So. Over um, Brookstock, what is the difference between it and Overbrook Festival? You mentioned um, you want to give young people the opportunity and, and probably more exposure, uh, not necessarily just just to this area, but also to any artist that's out there by pulling an, an event together. Uh, Brookstock and Overbrook are, are 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 the Alpha and the Omega. They're, they're exactly opposite of each other. Uh, Brookstock is is uh, local grown talent and um, uh, a celebration of of uh, growing up in Brookhaven. Where Overbrook <clears throat> is a, the Overbrook Songwriters Festival is just that we bring in songwriters from all over the state and from Louisiana. So far, I say we do that. We've done it once, and we're <laughs> we're geared to do it again. We're up to do it again. We've we've gotten sponsorship, I think, enough for to do it again. So. And we, we brought in uh, 14 uh, uh, songwriters, and, uh, and they, they do songwriter rounds, and where you, you get two or three songwriters in a, in a group, and you do a song, I do a song, and he does a song, you know. And, uh, uh, and the whole idea here was to bring in tourists. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, we, we want people to come into Brookhaven. And uh, uh, so it, it's entirely Two different things, all under the same umbrella of of quality of life of Brookhaven, 
you know, uh, I think this Overbrook Songwriters Festival, I don't know. I, I, it's going to grow. We, we, we're already moving it to a two-day event next year. Uh, we, we were a one-day event this year with five venues. Next year it looks like we'll have seven venues, uh, maybe eight. Uh, and uh, with that many venues, we can have more artists and uh, with, and more artists means more people coming to town. And so uh, uh, that particular weekend, uh, I know five of the artists stayed in town. Uh, uh, and I know that the restaurants were full of out-of-towners. And they were all enjoying the music and enjoying Brookhaven. You know, this is the weirdest thing, Patrick. I got a thank you note from an artist. I've never in my life gotten a thank you note from an artist. And he said, man, invite me back to Brookhaven anytime. I want to come back. Uh, John Paul Dove from over in Meridian, he wants to come over and do that silly show that, that Charlie and I do, that two old men on the shady side porch. They all want to come back to Brookhaven after they've been over here. And and I'll have to admit from from where Brookhaven was when I was a kid and where it is now, we've come light years, yeah. and it's a beautiful city. And what's going on here musically and art and mm -hmm. everything else is just, I think we're just on the verge, Patrick. I think we're at the very beginning mm -hmm. of what's fixing to happen in Brookhaven. I think you're you're exactly right. Yeah. You know, the art school's been here for about 15 years. Yeah. And prior to me moving to Brookhaven, I was actually uh, a resident of Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So when I was in school there, we did nothing. Well, we did academics, but we did a lot of art as well. It's yeah. now the old school that I went to is now a school of the art. Oh, good. And so moving here, um, it didn't have much of an artistic feel. Of course, we didn't have the art school, art school here yet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the talent was here. Uh, it's always been here. Right, it's yeah. always been here. And so looking at ways to try to expose that talent. And so I've seen a lot of festivals between, you know, Brookstock, um, the Overbrook now. Um, you do Trinity of the Park. We're yeah, going to talk yeah. about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'd love to talk about and, that. And um, so all of these avenues for people to express themselves through art, you know, yeah. art changes lives. We know it that. It does. It does. Uh -huh. And uh, so and I, I think – we have the opportunity now uh, in this generation to make a difference culturally uh, by expressing that. You, you know, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to get into a, a, a lifelong thing here, but I, I've lived in Mississippi, you know, since I was five years old. I've had opportunities to go other places, and I just they just weren't right for me. And uh, uh, I've seen Mississippi change in my 68 years. Uh, but I thought I would see more change in my 68 years, and and we I haven't seen that change. So what I've learned in those 68 years is that it takes several generations mm -hmm. to get things done. And so we're at the very beginning of what's going to be an art explosion in this town. Uh, the yellow the the little yellow building over here is yep. just bursting onto seams with art, you know. Uh, brag, uh, the music scene, the theater. Well, I mean, we ain't even spoken oh, we ain't about even... Brookhaven Little Theater. You know, I mean, fifty years, good grief, fifty years. I think they're the second longest theater mm -hmm. in, uh, in running uh, amateur theater running in Mississippi. Uh, 
so, I mean, we've always had that talent. I mean, 50 years, the, the theater's been there for 50 years. So we've had talent, you know, here. We just needed to channel it. What I'm trying to do now is find a way to get it all in one umbrella. Uh, not to be controlled by any one person or anything like that, but just so that right now we're sort of doing the shotgun effect. You know, this goes over here, this goes over here, this goes over here. How do we get all of them to know about it, and how do we get everybody? The, the, the One of the most irritating things to me, it happens every day. It happens every day. Somebody comes to me and says, hey, man, what have you been doing since you've been retired? Well, I'm in the newspaper every other week. I get I get harassment from my neighbors, you know, saying, "Do you have to do everything?" You know, uh, uh, and so uh, you know, it's like, what have I got to do to 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 get some publicity around for some of these things? But uh, no, I think we're on the very beginning of, and it takes. We've been here 15 years at School of the Arts, but that's a drop in the bucket compared. Yeah, right. Yeah. So drop in the bucket. By the time, by the time this school's been here thirty years, think of what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Man, this is going to be huge in thirty years. Yes, they may take over all of downtown. <laughs> you know, like SCAD. You know, right. <laughs> oh yes, Savannah, Georgia. Been there. Love it there. Love the artistic yeah. scene there as Boy, well. Boy, isn't that fine? You know, here's what I say: um, drive through Water Valley, Mississippi, and you'll run through recording studios, restaurants breweries and art galleries in Water Valley. Surely Brookhaven can do the can same. Do that, you right, know. right. And I'm and I'm not picking on Water Valley. I love Water Valley. It's a beautiful town. Beautiful town. Been there three times. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it seems to me the Water Valley and those small towns just like that, they see the importance. Yep. I just said I've been to Water Valley three times, and each time was for an event, mm-hmm. you know, to, to go to something. And so, uh, you know, they're they're proving their point. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So uh, it's not some – it's not Water Valley, just not somewhere you drive to be going, I don't mm-hmm. think. I'm sorry, Water Valley. I love you, Water <laughs> Valley. I really do. I really do. <laughs> I'm going to get your podcast kicked <laughs> off the air, Patrick. <laughs> Edit button. <laughs> that works very well. Um, let's talk about uh, Trinity in the Park. Music and Art in Trinity Park. Let's get the, di- the name straight, Patrick. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Music and Art in Trinity Park. It, uh, when I first moved downtown, mm-hmm. uh, I was walking. I used to walk a lot, uh, and, and I'd walk. I, I walked through this campus every, every time I'd walk through the campus, and I walked by that park at the church, I, I, Trinity Episcopal Church, and I say, "Man, we've got the most beautiful park right here, and I've seen it used for two wedding receptions." And I think that's it. I said, "It's time to do something with this park," and so we started with uh, Thursdays in April. And now we do Thursdays in April and October. And, uh, in fact, next year we may actually move the April one to 5 o'clock in the evening to see if we can get – you know, the, the original idea was to get people from lunch to come in and bring their little lunch and sit on the grass and listen to some music and visit with friends and have a good time. And that's exactly what's happening. But not that many people in downtown Brookhaven 
all eat at noon. <laughs> some of them eat at 11, some of them eat at 1. So they don't, I don't get that noon crowd that I was sort of hoping to get. But we are getting uh, good crowds for it. And we've got a great season lined up uh, uh, this October. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I just found out there were five Thursdays in October, and I had to scramble. <laughs> <laughs> Find five songwriters and song artists, huh? Yeah. Now we've got, and we've we do everything from gospel to country to rock and roll. To uh, we've had the uh, School of the Arts dance troupe over there. Uh, we've had the School of the Arts choir, uh, both the uh, 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 Total Praise and uh, Patton Rice choir. Uh, man, I'm gonna tell you, the day we had Patton's choir over here, it rained, and we went into the church. Holy cow! Acoustics, oh, yes, baby. That choir, They're already good. You yeah, know? That, choir, that choir in that building. Holy yeah, cow! Yeah, yeah I yeah, can imagine. Yeah, yeah, but we've been doing. I, you know, I was trying to think how many years we've been doing it, and I really don't remember when we started. Uh, it would have had to have been after I retired because I couldn't get away on Thursdays to do this. So, um, and I'm not exactly sure uh, how many people have actually played on it because I didn't keep records. I just, you know, uh, <laughs> probably should have. Uh, although it's pretty easy now to find out who played because as soon as they see me coming, they turn and run the other direction. They say, Here comes Furlow wants us to play another free gig, <laughs> you know, outside in the sun, you know. <laughs> what else is there to do? In <laughs> Thursday at noon. Come on, man. Yeah. No, it's really been, it's really been beautiful. I love that park. Um, in fact, I still walk, and I walk through that park, and I walk through the school. And, you know, it's just um, a beautiful, a beautiful green space in town, and uh, next to a beautiful church, and uh, it's uh, just a great place. And it's not just for Episcopalians, by the way. We'll take everybody. <laughs> come on, we just want people to come and sit down, and, and uh, we start back Thursday at noon. You know, in October. So. You know, when you put yourself out there, especially at Trinity Park, uh, you never know who's listening in the audience for once. No. You know, who's driving by, who sees you, right. pulls, you know, pulls up at the, at the, at the red light and yeah. lets their window down and, oh, wait, where's this voice coming from? You know, this, you know, how many times have you cussed that, that stoplight for being as long as it is? <laughs> I like it. I, I like it when, on it's, Thursdays. It's very long at night. Yeah. <laughs> That's the longest stoplight in Brookhaven. And, and, and on Thursdays, you know, people are sitting there and they're sitting. They, they have time to roll the windows down and listen. They might get a whole song while waiting to turn left, you know. I know you visit other towns, and I've been to Crystal Springs, and, they, yeah. you know, they have a really nice venue downtown. They really do. Um, to where you can just come set up and, and play whenever you yeah. want to. And I know in Brookhaven we're trying to – uh, duplicate that at same atmosphere, and we, yeah. the tourism council, the city aldermen, the mayor, they've done a really good job in trying to um, revitalize the downtown, and especially right. starting to get more artistic that artistic scene uh, in Brookhaven. Yeah, I know you visited other cities. What's your favorite, uh, or maybe a list of favorites, just here in the state that you've been to? That has inspired you to want to do more for this area. You know, I te I, you mentioned Crystal Springs, but Hazelhurst. Mm -hmm. Hazelhurst has that. Uh, I think they call it a packing shed. I think that's what they call it in Crystal Springs too. But uh, uh, 
it's, it's set up for a really good place for a you know Brookhaven doesn't have a venue mm-hmm. we don't have a venue um, that's that's the issue and if we had a venue then we'd have even more because you gotta I mean you gotta have places that you can have enough people that you don't have to charge eight hundred dollars a ticket yeah. for something you know so uh, 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 Ocean Springs has got it going on. Downtown Ocean Springs is beautiful. In fact, this weekend, I don't know when we're going. This podcast will will broadcast, but uh, starting today in Ocean Springs, the tenth annual Songwriters uh, Festival is going on. I'm going to try to slide down there tomorrow a little bit, and uh, they're honoring Paul Overstreet, who's I think from Prentice, Mississippi, uh, as the Songwriter of the Year. Uh, you know, Ocean Springs has got it going on. Uh, Natchez, of course, you know, they've got, but they've got a whole nother vibe over there in Natchez. They're their own little country, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just like to eat over there. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we're getting venues here. The more uh, venues that open, obviously, the more artists will be here to play, more music will be here to play but once we can get that at least a semi-professional venue where we have lights and sound and and uh, seats and you know something like that where we can get several hundred people in at one time then uh we're, we're lacking and i know everybody's working on it everybody knows that's the problem i mean i'm not i'm not saying anything that they don't already know about so uh but this is, you know, we've got it going on. And like I said, Patrick, this is the very beginning. The beginning. That that venue will happen. It, it may not happen in my lifetime, but it will happen. School of the Arts may have a venue out here, you know. Well, if we could just get Lambton, where it was doesn't sound like a cave. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it has its own, um, you know, ambience for, yes, it does, for a corral. But yeah. when you want to, um, you know, play yeah. in a band or something like that, yeah. then... You yeah. definitely need the acoustic walls or, you know, yeah. um, mu- muffling walls for it. Yeah. But see, that's, again, that's a, 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 a place that could be downtown, right in the middle of town, and it would be a great spot. But we need something that's freestanding, not, not connected to the school, not connected to anything. But, you know, if, if, if it's connected to the school, then obviously the school's got first choice. If they want to do their uh, 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 ballet show in there, uh, then they then they get first priority. So anybody else has to take the next. So we need a venue, and everybody knows it, and uh, everybody's tired of hearing me talk about it. And every time the mayor sees me coming, he runs the other way because I'm going to, you know. <laughs> and, you know. Just thinking and, and talking to you about visiting other towns, uh, something came to my mind. Several cities, just like the city of Jackson, has an arts and culture commission. Yeah potentially an idea for Brookhaven to develop uh, a small board that's an arts and culture commission for the Brookhaven. Uh, and it could be replicated in other cities across the state right? Um, as they see a rise in their arts and culture. You look at Yazoo City. I've been there a few times, you know, just driving down the old portion of Yazoo City and seeing the building buildings are there's colors. They've re- they've painted it, uh, again. When I lived in Yazoo City, it wasn't like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's all happened. Uh, it's all at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. And and yeah, Yazoo City's changed a lot. Yeah. You know. So I I think the same could be said for many other cities sure. throughout the state. You know, yeah. Macomb. 
uh, has its own vibe, you know, in yeah. different, you know, more so the railroad museum, especially in the right. downtown area. But imagine how many artists got off and on at that railroad depot. Sure. Including sure. Brookhaven, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, back uh, during the early 30s and 40s, that's how the uh, musicians traveled. They hopped a freight, uh, train, a freight train, and they would go wherever they were going. And, you know, whether they're going north to Chicago or south to New Orleans, uh, that's the way they rode on those on those trains. And, and Brookhaven and, and Macomb had the, the two biggest stops along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure there was a lot of uh, – I, I wish there was some sort of record that we could find out who all did. Patrick, you just opened up a door, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know for a fact that Whitworth College here, um, you know, they – just like you said, the symphony mm-hmm. um, came to Brookhaven uh, a few times, and uh, from Chicago or what have mm-hmm. you, and and so I can't imagine, you know, if we could find records just here, who all came to this college campus to yeah. to perform. You know, I swear, and everybody says I'm wrong. Everybody says I'm wrong. I've not found one person who can can confirm what I'm about to tell you, except for that I know I'm right. <laughs> Fats Domino played over here in your administration building one time, and I promise you he did, unless somebody pulled the ultimate prank on me when I was a kid and it stuck with me. But none of my brothers remember it, none of my cousins remember it, none of, nobody remembers Fats Domino ever playing in Brookhaven but me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I wasn't there. I heard it on the radio. Uh-huh. They broadcast it on the radio. Uh-huh. And so and I know they played over there uh in, in the administration building, the Y Hut. Uh I played my first gig in that in that building in the Y Hut. Well that the Y Hut actually was the kind of like the cultural center for the college, for the students, for the clubs. Yeah. Is that right? I, you know, years ago, yeah. for us, when I was in high school, it was it was called the uh, Teen Tavern, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, that was where we had they had pool tables, ping pong tables, they had the dances and and that kind of thing, you know. And we'd go in there on after school or uh, on weekends, and uh, it's a good safe place to go. And your parents knew where you were and that you were supervised, and uh, so. It was a, and it was in that it was in the, uh, down in the basement. We that was the spookiest place on campus. We thought, uh, but uh, but uh, we played. I used to go down. You know, like I said, I grew up on this campus, so I even went swimming in the pool that is no longer here. I've seen pictures. Yeah, <laughs> would you have gotten in that pool? I'm going to say something, brother. It was cold water. Yes, in that it looked pool. Really cold. <laughs> Well, the, bas- the the gymnasium on the on, on the, the top, top floor, on right. the second floor, right? And yeah. the pool was underneath it on the ground floor, and uh, yeah, that building's gone. And I hated to see them tear that building down, but we're in the, the building now that replaced that right. building. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I grew up on this campus. So uh, uh, the tavern, the teen tavern, was uh, was always a good place for all of us kids to go. And I was glad to see that when the school. When, when we when everybody came in and started renovating the school that that they did that building mm-hmm. the way it looks now it's beautiful in there mm-hmm. you know sort of craftsman shape craftsman style oh, it's a beautiful campus yeah although the campus is great National know? Register of Historic Places so when you when you come in, most people for some odd reason they they believe the building we're in now which is 
you know, nine stories high. Right. And they believe all of the classes take place in this one building. Oh, no. You yeah. know, this is the dormitory. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they take yeah. place in the actual old building. Right. I think the oldest building we have on campus now is 18... 18- 83 Johnson Institute. Johnson Institute. And it hadn't been redone yet, has it? Well, it actually has been. That's the one they're at. Uh, Cooper Hall is Cooper, the one yeah, waiting that, for restoration. Right. And, and so, something's going on up in third store, floor of Enix. Now, yes, right? uh, third floor of Enix, uh, a portion of Enix Hall, the art gallery in the Black Box Theater that was not finished in 2012. Yeah. Um, it's we actually got the funding from it for the, from the state and um, doing yeah. it now, and there's going to be uh, two classrooms for media arts, the film yeah. program, and then the theater program. So yeah. we're really excited about that part. And well, just, y'all giving John Kelly Shelburne a, a, a new studio or oh, something? Oh yes, yeah. You know, you know, he was a student of mine. You know, I, I'm surprised I didn't ruin him. You know, I ruined so many of them. You know? Well, he seems to love you. Oh, he's a great kid, isn't he? Yes, he's a he great is. guy. He's not a kid. He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so th- his program, even in, in film, has really taken off. And that's one thing, uh, just locally, I don't know if you've, I know you've noticed, but like music videos, your yeah. film documentary, yeah. it's really taken off. Um, look at that, shooting a movie. Right. And so just that industry alone, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's something kind of new in our kids here. You know, you mentioned coming to this campus shooting pool and different things our population has grown exponentially in Brookhaven uh, over the last 15 years and so of course we got a bunch of kids with okay what what are we going to do with them like they need right. something to do sure and getting them involved in some type of artistic program um, seems to be the answer or the key uh, to spurring that talent yeah uh, you have the little theater just like you mentioned a while ago i mean the unreal talent that i've seen there mm-hmm. you know we have students here who participate in that as well and um quality professional shows done by little kids all the way up yeah. to adults you yeah. know and so to see that in brookhaven you know just in that talent world uh, and then swinging it back to the music talent i, I truly believe People don't understand or don't realize the the possibilities and the capabilities that we have here just in this area, and which can be replicated across the state. Well, it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be. And it's just a matter of, of, of uh, finding the right people that will be willing to spearhead mm-hmm. you know, a project to get something done. And uh, that's what we've done here. We've got mm-hmm. people that would be willing to do projects and got them to, like B- Blake, putting that piano out there on the street today. Tell us a little bit about that. That thing's so cool. It, Blake Scaffadil's a uh, local pianist, and uh, that's an understatement. He is a wonderful entertainer. And uh, <clears throat> he's had this piano for 25 years, and now everybody in his family uses keyboards because – you can put headsets on and you don't have to bother everybody else while you're practicing, you know? So, uh, <clears throat> he donated this piano to, to downtown Brookhaven. He had Don Jacobs paint it, uh, and it's painted up like rocket man, uh, Elton John's album cover and other things that, uh, that goes through that weird mind of Don Jacobs and, uh, and Blake. And so today they unveiled it at noon uh, in front of the Downtown Music Academy. And uh, he did about a 20-minute concert of uh, piano music, uh, everything from 
Elton John to Billy Joel to Ragtime, you know. And the piano's going to be on the street. So you want to walk by and play the piano? Walk by and play it. With two fingers. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, wasn't, I was using the, the, the overall you, anybody. <laughs> yeah, me. You're a two-finger two player? Man, I got three. I can uh, use yeah. three fingers, man. I'm so talented. <laughs> You know, Somebody asked me the other day, he said, surely you must play the piano. I said, surely I don't. <laughs> Major pieces like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little yeah, Star, you yeah, know, so things yeah. like that. You know, so. <laughs> well, Shaw, it's been, a, um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. You know, you have anything else you want to mention uh, for our listeners? Let's see. I can't think of anything that, <laughs> that I need to plug right now that we hadn't already plugged, man. Yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate you doing this. And, and uh, uh, I'm a podcast listener. Um, I started listening to those murder mysteries, you know, that everybody listened to. And now I've found other things that I've branched off. And uh, I'm glad I found your podcast. And I'm going to, I'm glad you invited me to be on this podcast. Uh, uh, I love Mississippi School of the Arts and uh, uh, Suzanne Hirsch and, and the staff here, you and all the us that I know that I've met here are top notch people and instructors. And uh, that's the part that, that that is so exciting about being here on this campus. And again, I grew up on this campus a little bit, so I, I was so glad. You know, one, one of those dreams I had, you know, w when I hit the lottery, I'm going to buy Whitworth campus and I'm going to turn it into and and I honestly said it was going to be an arts camp like uh, some of those camps you know in the summer and then all of a sudden the state decided to do it and I said that's better I did than what I had <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so I'm just tickled to death to be a part of this Patrick and I anything I can ever do for the School of the Arts you know I'll be glad to to do it and I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to uh, come out here and talk about some of the things that, that's that's going on in Brookhaven, and uh, uh, you people out there in uh, 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 St. Paul, Minnesota, come visit us. You know, <laughs> come visit us. We, you'll see you'll see a beautiful little town, and uh, uh, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, and uh, my we'll, pleasure. We'll have you again. Let's soon. do it again. Thank Let's you again. Thank you, Patrick.